Thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. Want ad-free listening and bonus content? Subscribe to our Patreon or check out our Mimosa Market. Now to the episode. Good morning and welcome to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Bear. Super excited. Um, We have our first series of season three. Um, You all know and absolutely love this guest speaker. She did a love episode on season two that really brought up so many great questions and had so many people wanting more. So we got together and thought we would do a series to dive deeper into the different types of women and um, kind of give people a little better sense of maybe how to love and what that is and what it looks like. So um, we're bringing back our fan favorite for this season. I'm going to kick off with a quote and then we'll get started. So the quote today is from Lily herself and is clarity is way sexier than honesty. Good morning, Lily. Thanks for joining me. Cheers. Cheers to all the mimosas and to Cheryl. I am so excited for this series. I loved our episode that we had in today's episode. We are going to dive into the chill woman. Mm. Is that correct? Yes, that is the plan. We'll see where it goes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the last episode that we were on, I lined out my feminine dating archetypes that I have and that have really been pulsating through the minds because I I've gotten a lot of response as well from, from um, your listeners and from other listeners of my podcast too. And people just want to hear more because this is the stuff people don't really talk about. It's what I'm trying to do is really normalize the dating experience instead of making it suck. So yeah, today we're going to talk about the chill woman. Diving into the chill woman. I know we briefly talked about in season two, but can you tell us Who exactly is the chill woman? The feminine dating archetypes that I've present here today and and in the following or the following episodes as well is all based on common dating experiences that I have experienced. And then after I've worked through hundreds of hours of coaching with women, I started to recognize patterns in our dating experience and knowing, um, having studied and knowing attachment styles and all of the different behavioral studies, what started to come to light with me is that these are actually very common patterns Even though if we are struggle, single and struggling in our dating life, we feel like we're alone. We feel like we don't belong. We feel like there's something wrong with us. We feel like that we're bad at relationships. We're bad at communication. But what I'm really, like I said, trying to normalize is that the feminine dating experience today, as we are talking, is these problems that we're going through and these behaviors and thoughts and feelings and beliefs are actually very common. And then I started to see, like I said, very simple and singular kind of through points. Um, and that's what that's what, what the chill woman, how it came to be. And we'll talk about all the different other, there are four in total, but that's why that this is here. And there is a lot of bad information out there about dating. Uh, even, you know, my peers, people that our parents and our friends, um, things that, that our parents and our friends tell us all this advice 
And if we keep seeing these like same self-sabotaging, self-defeating thoughts, patterns, and behaviors, there are actually things that we can do to not have those, <laughs> which people don't talk about. They'll try to put band-aids on it, but they won't try to get to the root cause. So that's kind of where we are. I think that's such a great point to bring up um, about, you know, kind of the, the influences from the outside, because I'm thinking about a lot of advice that I've been given uh, growing up. And I'm going to be honest, how things were for my parents is completely different than how it was for Ryan and I, and just the society we were in and, you know, the environment we were in and how the dating scene was. And, you know, even since then, you know, when Ryan and I first got together, uh, eHarmony was a thing, but it was just online. Okay. And there weren't like the true dating apps that there are here. So a lot of our single friends, you know, I learned so much from them, um, because they're like, oh, there's this app and this app, and this one's better for this and that, you know, and they kind of have to walk me through step-by-step each one, because that didn't exist, uh, when Ryan and I, you know, we're, we're dating, you know, in our time, but (laughs) it, it makes me sit here and wonder. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited for this episode, because there's, you know, the individual who's going through, you know, trying to find their person to have that, that epic love with, but then as the supporting cast members on the side here, you know, what does it actually look like that they're going through and how can you positively support that? Mm -hmm. Do you have some maybe stereotypes or things that people have brought up of things they've been told or said, or things the chill woman has absorbed maybe in the environment or influences that isn't positive. And then maybe some ways that like a sideline cast member like me could be a better, you know, support system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot there. So bring me back if, if you need to. So I just want to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, 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 I no, it's good. These are great, great questions because there are things that we can do to support. And also there are things that we can do for ourselves. If we see the chill woman patterns, you know, in our dating life, let me go through first the patterns. I'll do a little bit of refresh on the patterns that the chill woman sees. Um, and when we're talking about patterns, we're talking about something that is happening within their dating experience three or more times. I know friends, like if you're like me, it takes you like 10 or 12 times hitting me on the head to realize that it's actually a pattern. But in reality, a pattern is something that's happening three or more times. The good news is, is that if you see any of these patterns in your dating life, these patterns are not you. I always say that these patterns are cries out for you to heal these, the parts of you that are, that keep recreating these patterns. So this is an effort to spread some awareness and some light on a common thing that's happening with the chill woman, but there's also a lot of, of great um, momentum with that, because when you recognize it, you can actually do something about it. It's not like I used to tell myself, oh, I'm bad at relationships. I used to joke, seriously, I used to joke to men that I, hey, I'm a 30 year old, but I feel like I'm in a 12 year old's body. And that was funny at the time, but I had no idea how self-defeating that was because men didn't want to date a 12 year old girl. They wanted to date a woman or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. And and I think, you know, there's been a few times in my life, not necessarily that exact same one where, you know, something that 
you feel and is funny to you almost becomes like your go-to tagline or something mm-hmm. you, you say, you know, that is a, maybe in the moment funny, but then when someone actually pulls you aside and is like, Hey, do you realize what you're saying and how it comes across? It can be very <laughs> different, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Or even, yeah. Like I said, I used to say to myself, like, I'm really bad at communicating. I'm really bad at relationships. And there was a part of me that did believe that was true. And I, but I, what I didn't know at the time and what I'm hoping wherever, whoever this listener is is listening is that there actually is a better way. There is a better way than just staying stuck in, in a place that, you know, in this case that we're single and struggling. So I kind of always like to put that, put that out there. A couple traits and familiar things about the chill woman first, before we get started is she is super, now this isn't why that she's called the chill woman, but she is super familiar with overwhelming anxiety in dating. Um, She is called the chill woman because she will accept men. Like this happens a lot on the apps, which is where a lot of people are meeting people. And there are ways to do this, which we can talk about where it's a lot less filled with anxiety and, and overwhelm. But a lot of people are meeting on apps these days. And to be frank, a lot of men slash boys slash guys, whatever you want to call them, are not being very forthright about what their intentions are. And so they'll they'll want to hang out or they'll want, they'll want to chill. And the chill woman will say yes to these circumstances. And what ends up happening is it'll take her down a road of, quote unquote, just seeing what happens with the other person to normally it's a place of heartbreak normally. And I love you, my friend, if this is you, I understand, but that's where the, that's where the moniker chill comes from. But in the meantime, like when she's swiping and when she's speaking with people on apps, she is overwhelmed anxiety, overthinking all the way, especially if she hasn't heard from him in 24, 48 hours, you know, like sometimes you'll go late and like, oh, I'm going to hear some people now, but you'll go late into a night and you'll, you'll be texting and there's lots of laughing and joking and things like that. And you wake up the next morning, you can hardly sleep when you, you know, that night you can hardly sleep. You're like, your body's buzzing. You're full of of like anticipation the next morning. You're so excited because it feels like it's going in the right direction. And you text good morning and you don't hear from the whole day and you cannot think about anything else. Chill woman is in that room. She knows what's up. Not to say that anticipation is bad, but there is some nervous system things that we can talk about where in actuality that it may not be very productive, right? Like it, there's, there's a great, like love is great. And, and that anticipation and the excitement is great, but then we can start, if we're the chill woman, we kind of start to lose ourselves. You know, we, we kind of start to turn, turn our back to ourselves and what's important in our lives because this, this great thing is presenting itself. I feel like listening to the chill woman, it's almost those people that get in relationship and it's like, they cut off everything else before the relationship. And then it's just like this exclusive relationship is all that's there. All that is. And it's like everything before that, you know, kind of fades away. I'm thinking back on some relationships that I've had that we're definitely like that. Or, um, some friends that I like kind of watch kind of shift and it's not, it's not necessarily in an, in my experience, the ones that I've had, it's not that it's in an aggressive way. It's just in small, subtle. It's like, they just slowly drop off the face of the earth and get it like absorbed into Mm -hmm. this relationship. And it's without even realizing that you're cutting off and severing like 
oh, like we used to go to the gym all the time together, or, oh, you used to grab coffee with this friend, or, oh, you used to do like, you just slowly drift from a lot of other like community relationships you used to have. Is that correct? Yeah. And I, you know, like, like I said, and I, I will always say it's not me preaching from a pedestal of, and telling people you're doing things wrong because I went through these phases and I can't even tell you how many friends that I've lost because of this behavior. And I want to say this with love. The good news is like this be that behavior that you're talking about is so, so, so common. I have friends now, like today who still are the chill woman and they, you know, we have a good relationship. We can talk about triggers and we can talk about boundaries, but it's hard for them because they know that I'm reading them because I've been through that in the past. Right. But I have lost friends, right. I have lost really, really good friends because I didn't nurture the relationship because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't nurturing myself. The good news about that is, is it's not really you like that behavior makes sense to a part of you, which we can talk about. We can dig a little bit more deeper, um, you know, after kind of laying this foundation, but it makes a lot of sense. And it is really, really, really common, right? So common. I've been there, done it. It's hard not to, you know, even, even in the, the um, most recent relationships that have presented themselves to me, it is really hard because that part that really wants to be loved gets flared up. You know, it's like really excited and it's great to be excited. You know, that's a great feeling. And can you also be excited and stay, you know, within your alignment? Can you also be excited and still have your, your values? We'll talk about that today too. Can you still be excited and, you know, make decisions for yourself? Can you speak up for your needs and your wants? That's how you find your epic magnetic love is when you can still be aligned and be yourself. And you don't have to be so cool all the time. You can actually feel like you're being, go ahead. I know you're like dying. I'm like, well, and I, well, one, I love how you're describing and presenting this because in my simplistic mind, I'm like somewhere near like toy story, like looking this, like, you know, as a child, you have all your toys that you love and you really want like the Buzz Lightyear or whatever. And then that's the one you care about and all the other toys don't matter. And it's just like, that's the new shiny thing that like you care about and you disregard everything else. And as a child, you you see children go through those phases, but I think one of the things about growing into and developing into a healthy adult is like you were saying, yes, you can be excited about the new shiny thing, but you still appreciate and love all the other toys you have. Um, not to say not to put like, you know, equate friends and, uh, significant others as, uh, you know, just toys, but (laughs) yeah. Um, but when you were saying that, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, that's really, and I bring that up because growing up, that is something that I think the generation prior to me, maybe even a little bit, the generation before that, at least how I was raised, you know, that emotional and personal development and growth was not really preached and certainly wasn't practiced in a lot of ways. So I think, you know, really kind of seeing like, Hey, this is what children do and it's okay. Cause they're children, but like, as this is what, you know, healthy adults look like, and it's having that balance. Um, again, yeah. you said it so much more eloquently than me and my toy story toys over here, I but, love that. No. um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's what I think what you were intuitively going to is that, you know, this isn't like, let's just, I'm going to put this out here because I'm going to make something that's implicit inside me explicit, but this is a very nuanced conversation, right? And if we're talking about that, the chill woman is sacrificing herself in these ways, right? It is actually a younger part of her, her of herself that is running her dating show, right? So what you just intuitively put together was that, you know, those are wounded parts, the parts that need to be healed, the parts that are screaming for us to, he to heal. In the chill woman's case, the parts that are leading her dating life that are saying yes to men that just want to chill out and hang and not be non-committal. The, the parts of her that are saying yes to maybe having sex too quickly and saying, you know, convincing yourself that's okay, but it's really not because that shit goes nowhere, you know, yeah. like <laughs> fast, uh, right? Like those parts of her are actually younger parts of her that just need to be healed. And that's the deep stuff, right? Like that's a, the stuff that I can't cover in a 60 minute session, right? With you, but that's like, that's, that's the key, you know? And so I think what you intuitively hinted at is that, yes, it is a younger part of us that is just being like, love me, please. I don't want, don't want you to abandon me. I don't want you to leave me. I want you to make up for, for this pain that I've had in my life because, Hey, let's be real. Epic, magnetic, extraordinary love. There is a part of us that really knows, and this is true. So I'm not going to deny this, but there is a part of us that really knows that epic love is really going to heal parts of us that no one can touch. We can't touch it you know, uh, therapists can't touch it. I can't touch it. My mom, dad, all of, you know, all of the, your close relationships cannot touch. It is that vulnerability and that authenticity that heal with a safe other person that is supportive, protective, open, you know, all of the good juicy stuff that is really going to heal these parts. The problem is, is that we choose the wrong people. And that's what you're coming into is that the part we actually, the, our highest self actually aren't choosing these people. Yeah. Our highest self aren't choosing. It's not, isn't saying yes to things that aren't going to fulfill us. It's the wounded parts that have taken over our dating lives that are saying yes to these things that aren't really aligned for us. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It's kind of, you know, a, and it's kind of a, a sports thought, but you know, if you're a beginner in a sports team, you're going to look and try out for a baseline team. But if you like really take the time, hit the gym, get better at your sport, then like, you're going to pick a higher level team because you know, that's where you're at, mm. you know, yeah. um, where if you're like unsure of yourself, you don't have confidence in your skill set and what you bring to the table, then you're going to be like, Oh, I'll, I'll go with, you know, the, the lowest level team, because I know I can get that you know, instead mm -hmm. of striving and pushing yourself for like the higher, better level or division team, because they're going to push me as much as I'm going to push them. Like there's something, there's no guarantee there, you know, I, this is the way that I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. And I agree is that like this, what we're talking about this high level patterning, and then also what to do about that is that it's a skill set, right? It is not something that we, it is not our fault. It is not our fault. It's not our fault because we were not modeled a healthy, epic love relationship. We may have been modeled a roommate relationship. We may have been modeled a, a, you know, codependent, submissive, 
relationship where there were definitely different like a like scales you know where someone was really dominant and the other one was really submissive you know we haven't we it's not our fault because disney has told us that we have to sacrifice ourselves in order to get love look at ariel she said she said no to her her voice her speaking she said no to speaking (laughs) to have love right yeah not our fault These, these are missing pieces and i think because I've done this so often, these are secrets for whatever reason that have been, um, I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things happening, right? There's society and the educational system way too much to cover on this podcast, but it's just, it's not our fault, right? It's just not our fault. We have not been taught this. So what you're talking about is exactly like, it's correct. It's a skill set. It's a skill set that you, you improve with over consistency, repetition over time. Um, the problem is, is that when these, when we see these self-defeating and self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors and patterns in our life, we, we start to, and this is all, it all makes sense. And it's all natural. It happens to everyone is we start to believe that we aren't good enough for, for epic love, that we have to self to sacrifice ourselves for epic love, that we have to lose ourselves for epic love. And it becomes kind of this habitual, pattern. And again, it it can be reversed 100%. It can be reversed over a period of time, right? Which is all the programs that I do are no less than five months because I will never say, oh yeah, let's just listen to me for an hour and you're good because that is completely outside of my, my integrity. Right. But it's all a skill. It's all a skill. And so for a chill woman, you know, what are some specific phrases or things that she has a tendency to say to herself or maybe compromise on. I think the two most important things that I see are the saying yes to things. She has, the chill woman has a very interesting relationship with boundaries and it doesn't have to be just in dating. So these patterns, if you want to get real, real deep are, (laughs) like everywhere throughout life. Right. So she probably has some boundary issue issues with maybe parents, boundary issues with siblings, with work, with money. Right. They're all, it's not the same, but it is the same. (laughs) Right. So the chill woman has an interesting relationship with boundaries, meaning that she should probably figure out, no, I want to say this with love, but she should probably figure out like, what are her boundaries, what her, her needs and desires are. Right. And she probably is, has a very hard time doing that. Cause I remember, you know, that in the notebook, he's like, what do you want? What do you yeah. want? And she's like, it's not that easy. Right. Yeah. It's not that easy for her because she has been saying yes to everyone else, but herself, her whole life. Right. And so if someone asks you, well, what do you want? I don't know. You don't know. You really don't. And I like, I understand that predicament. The first step if, with, if that's the case for anyone is to just like make a decision to want something better. That's it. And not really knowing what it is. Right. Like, like I forgot her name in the notebook, but like, you know, at that point when she was like, Oh, like I can actually make my own decision. And then she started to make her own decisions. Right. So it's kind of like this, a door that you would open up, not really knowing what's on the other side. Right. So yeah, yeah go ahead. Sitting here from like a sideline supporting cast member. Um, 
for a chill woman, is it something that if you were to have a conversation, so I'll set up the scenario, Mm. girlfriend is on some dating apps is like, okay, I'm, you know, going to try to connect with some people from the sidelines. You're trying to be supportive. What I'm assuming you would frame some conversations like, Hey, what are you looking for? Or kind of like push them to identify more things to look for. So they have more standards or how Mm. do you support that? That's tough. It, I, I have friends that are in all of these patterns, friends, like close friends. Right. So it's very interesting for me because my coach brain switches on and I have to switch it off because that's not what, that's not what I'm there for. Right. Yeah. So anytime that I personally support friends, I ask them what they're asking for. (laughs) Like, do you want advice? Like, and a lot of people don't, (laughs) a lot of people want to figure it, you know, like a lot of people want to figure it out on their own, which is cool. That's fine. Like, that's what you want to do. That's, you know, it's really, really hard. I mean, I have some concrete steps that we can take if someone's identifying as a chill woman woman for sure. I do want to say first that what doesn't work for the chill woman that everyone says to do, right, is like, just have fun. Now, just have fun. It's it's right to the heart. I know. Stab my heart. Yeah. So the chill woman, if we know about the chill woman, we know that she's a caring person. We know that she's loving. We know that she, um, she's a go with the flow type of person. She's very amenable and which is great. Those are awesome qualities. Like again, raising my hand, like I, I was a chill woman. If someone tells you, you know, someone that you love, a best friend or a family member or whatever, oh, just go have fun. They say it with love, but the chill woman cannot handle just having fun without a destination or a journey in mind. Because what the chill woman does, and this makes sense, because the chill woman wants to be seen, she wants to be heard, she wants that deep part of her to be loved, she doesn't want to be abandoned like she's been abandoned in the past, is she will latch on to a man in that dating process of just having fun that maybe isn't really there for the same reason that she's there for. It could be sex. It could be just like, you know, oh, you know, let's try it out and see what happens, which to me means like, we're just going to get on an airplane and get in the air and not have a destination in mind, right? Like we're just going to fly forever until we run out of gas, right? So that's like one, that's one thing that's really big that the chill woman does a lot. And she'll listen to her friends and family and just try, she'll try. You know, I remember the last friends with benefits I ever had was a friend told me, oh, just go. And I, girl, I was so proud of myself because I pulled in, you know, this 21 year old hot man, boy, let's say, but I was so, and I'm not 21 y'all. I'm not 21. (laughs) But my ego was so proud of myself and I thought that I could handle a friends with benefits situation and I could for a day maybe, but I, then I turned into overthinking. I turned into getting mad because it wasn't answering, you know, the, all the anxiousness, the anxiety, all the things that chill women experience because he wasn't answering me. He was ghosting me, you know, all of this stuff. And it turns out, of course, like heartbreak right into heart, you know, the highway, the heartbreak highway. Right. I think it's, I think it's so, um, important to point out too, that, you know, and a part of, 
your whole process that I, I absolutely love and highly recommend for everyone is it's really a journey to know yourself mm-hmm. because yes, people may give you advice, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's stuck with the feelings and the fallout and the emotion of the decisions. And, and, uh, you know, it, mimosas are just hearing this. So you couldn't see my stab to the heart <laughs> when Lily said, just go with it because I am a super planner and like that. I just, whew, I, I don't, I can't do that one. Um, but you know, the chill woman, I think also is the kind that can like is so ready and willing to dive into a relationship that yes to everything and it's probably important as a friend you know I when I have girlfriends that go on dates I'm always like okay hey just text me and check in and when they're on their date I'm like hey how's it going let me know when you get home like those little check-ins but I think it's you know also important if you know that your person, or maybe it's, you're the chill woman, you're bound to say yes, and just go with anything anyone says. So you don't get left or, you know, abandoned or left behind, like have those, have those check-ins where someone, you know, if you have your person and that's a normal routine anyways, be like, Hey, like hard line. I don't want to spend the night tonight, you know, or, you know, if those are your, you know, boundaries kind of voicing them and having that accountability because in the moment yeah. it's so much easier to just go with it and just yeah. have that abandonment of your, your lines that you may yeah. otherwise have. Yeah. The, the chill woman is typically really susceptible to outside advice. And I've learned this through this, like through coaching, you can talk about skills. Like I've learned this through my coaching practice. And then now, you know, it translates to friends is like, I ask people, especially my friends, like what, how can I support you? And that's exactly what I ask my clients. So I never try to interject my advice because I know that a lot of times, especially for the chill woman, they really aren't asking for advice. They're asking for affirmation. They're asking for encouragement. They're asking for, you know, if I'm looking, I'm in a dating situation and I'm with a trusted friend or whatever, I'm like, Hey, do you, you know, I'll say something like, Hey, how does it feel? Like, what is, how does this particular thing feel to you? Cause it, I'm not sure about me. I'm not asking for your advice. Can you, can you tell me what you're hearing or something like that? So it's a mirror of what I'm experiencing rather than, cause when, when people give advice, they're actually giving advice based off of all of their wounded past. They're giving advice based of all of the bad shit that has happened to them. They're giving advice based off of, you know, the protection that they probably feel for you. So in reality, it's not really going to be very objective advice. And that's what's so valuable, you know, with a coaching container or something like that, or a therapist is that you actually have a guide helping you figure out what your true authenticity or true calling or true North is right. Um, that's such, that's such a great point. And I think, um, you know, mirroring is such an important point because, you know, you mentioned about how all of this is skill set and developing, but I think, you know, it's also as a supporting cast member, it's as important to develop skill sets like the mirroring, you know, because that in and of itself, people are like, oh yeah, like, you know, listen to someone talk and it's like, no, are you hearing them? Mm. And, and actually growing 
your, you know, and it's a great opportunity. I mean, for, for both parties need to grow in that, but that's another one of those, um, growth points, you know, the difference between being in toy story and and being an adult, like, you know, hearing, you know, what people are saying and being able to, you know, literally reflect it back and say, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. Is it that, and actually having that full conversation, um, I think is such an important skill set that I know isn't the primary we're talking about, but you said that. And I was like, yeah, that's a great, great point. Too. Yeah. And the, the, the chill woman at the beginning will not know what she needs and that's okay. She will not know what she needs because what she's needed is to make everyone else happy, probably for her whole life. So she has no idea what her needs and wants are. And if that's anyone that's listening, it's okay. I love you anyways. Cheryl loves you anyways. But there are ways to figure out as you heal what it is that that you exactly need. And this translates very, very clearly into the dating um, scenario, right? Like, what are your needs and your wants? What are your values? Which is something that we can talk about today. Um, One other thing is is I wanted to say about the advice that that the chill woman kind of takes off and runs with and it ends up going pretty badly is just find your best friend. And I want to say that it's not like, of course, your partner is going to be your best friend. Of course, right? We know that, of course. There are tons of love stories out there about, oh, you know, we were hanging out and these are love stories like romanticized on rom-coms. Like, you know, and there are a few people that have gone through maybe that, you know, like situationships or friends with benefits that are doing okay or, you know, whatever they're, they're saying that they're, however, I'm not bashing that. But what I'm saying is, If again, it's all about the clarity on, you know, that what we talked about that, that um, the quote, which is, I think that clarity is way sexier than honesty. And here's the reason why is that, you know, if you, if you're swiping, one of the things that you're probably looking for is, oh, I want a man that's honest. I want a man that, that's, that communicates well, right? Which is not bad. Those are like normal, normal, normal flavors. But the difference is, is that you can be honest. He can be honest with you, but he can also not be clear about what he wants, where you're going, like going as in like, are you starting the journey in the same place and wanting to end up in the same place? right? So just finding your best friend is you're setting yourself up to, for, for a best friend situation instead of an epic love situation, right? Being very clear about why you are there and not, and like honoring yourself and not changing for other people, but honoring yourself or healing if that's hard for you or coming into a container, like, like I offer or a therapist or any other practitioner, where if you keep self-sabotaging your, what your, when your thoughts and your actions don't align, you're in, you lose your intuition. And if that happens again and again and again and again, that's where women, especially in dating, feel like that they aren't connected to your, to their intuition. They don't know what red flags are unless they read them on Instagram. <laughs> right. So like, <laughs> it's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Go ahead. A couple points there. Um, so the, on the point of clarity, not necessarily in, in, um, like love in terms of relationship, but you're talking about patterns, you know, in the chill woman and saying yes all the time, which I have definitely been this, um, I'm a, yes, I'm a doer. I love exceeding all expectations, all of that. 
but it translated for me in the workplace a lot, right? Like Mm -hmm. not only am I going to like, whatever all of my annual goals are, I am already going to exceed them. I know it's just by how much is what I'm determining, you know, like it's my baseline, but the greatest leader I ever worked for the number one thing was clarity, you know, and he, you know, detailed it out and just phenomenal. I mean, I grew personally and professionally Mm -hmm. more in seven months than I had in five years, because it's like, if you give someone clarity in the outline, then they can't help, but be successful because you know, every bit of the road, like, you know, where you're starting how we're getting there and what the end state is. And I feel like with relationships, um, in terms of, you know, actually dating someone and things like that, you bring up such a great point because that clarity literally cuts out some of the ambiguousness, the gray noise that can happen around. Cause someone could be honest about, you know, telling someone their feelings, but if the way they're saying it, like, yes, it's true, but is it, clear, you know, and and that's two separate things. And if, if someone's being clear and, um, open with you and, and says, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Here's the end state. And not that, I mean, that doesn't make it sound super attractive, but like it, you know, exactly what, you know, you're stepping into together. I think what we don't own up about that, what you're talking about, Cheryl, is that it is sexy. Yeah. How sexy is it if you know that this man that you're talking to on the other end, you don't know what's going to happen in between. And in fact, you could step off the same path, but at the very beginning, at least how sexy is it if you just know that you're going in the same direction? Like that is the feminine needs that assuredness. She needs that direction from her other partner, like her, the other person on the other end. And again, if we don't start off with that, then it's a messy road. And more oftentimes than not, you know, it's, we end up kind of, you know, going different ways. And a lot of, a lot of women will be like, well, you know, he say he says, this is the honesty, clarity, differentiation is what you're talking about. Oh, he says that he really likes me but his actions aren't lining up with his words, which happens a lot. Right. So, you know, all the anger and the frustration and all that stuff that can go on to him. What is, what does it mean about you? Why are you even like, what is the part of you that is accepting the time that it takes to be with him or the time it takes to be texting with him, the energy that it takes to do that? Wouldn't you rather know from the get whether he is on the same path as you are? And if he's not, maybe he's not your person. Right. And, and how to let go of that easily from the get. So you don't go, go down this path of like pain and sorrow and suffering and anxiety and all this stuff. So that's why I think it's really sexy because as a feminine creature, we are really, we can be, can be, but if we've been disconnected from our intuition for a long time, this, this is, it's part of the healing process, but we can be very discerning. We can listen to that magnetic pole within us and, and know, again, like what I said about reading about red flags on, on Instagram is completely different than feeling it inside your body. And you, that can actually happen. And it does when you start to heal. Yeah, no. And um, one of the things you said that I was like, oh, that's so good. Um, and it's so true. I think one thing with the chill woman, the letting go, mm-hmm. letting like when you're down here and 
it's not right. It's not the right person being able to let go. I feel is probably one of the hardest parts for the chill woman, because they're so all in Mm -hmm. and they're so, you know, committed, um, to whatever type or bits of a relationship, even if, you know, they're looking for a hundred percent of a relationship and they're only getting a smattering of 40% and maybe on some days we're hitting 70%, but like, that's it. Letting go of that is such a, um, a difficult thing. It is, it is, you know, it is, but it's it's possible. It is a hundred. I mean, it's a hundred thousand, like thousand. Yeah. Right. You know, like it, what I like to kind of equate this to is have you ever met a woman or been in the presence of a woman? I always think about Beyonce when I, when I think about this woman where she just like, maybe you're at a party and she just walks into a room and her shoulders are back her, you know, she's, she's flowy and elegant. She, and it's more than the energy is like more than just beauty. It's like alignment and discernment. And I call it like this queen energy, right? That is what that feels like when you are able to be clear on your boundaries, you're able to be clear on your values. You're able to be clear on the path um, that you're going. You're able to say like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really looking for a life partner right now. And if someone says, well, that's not for me, then just being okay with like, well, that person isn't for me right now. And that is hard. It takes, you know, if, if if that is hard for someone, again, my, my call out would be, you know, hit me up or hit a therapist up or a practitioner, because if we stay in those situations and keep saying yes to things that don't light us up, that pattern is really just going to continue to occur until it's healed. And even though he's hot, supposedly, you know, even (laughs) though his profile, you know, even though he loves every single thing that you love, if he's not walking down that same path as you are, if he's not to be, especially as a man, if he's not very clear on what, what he's there for, then it probably isn't going to go that well. Yeah, no, Uh, this is so Good. I know we're uh, wrapping up today, but the chill woman, ah, so much good content in here. Love these chats. And next week we have the fortress woman architecture Mm -hmm. type that we are diving into. So looking forward to diving into that um, with you next week, Lily. And I'm going to circle back to your quote one more time before we sign off. And that is clarity is way sexier than honesty. Can I add a tip real quick? Yes. Okay. So we, we talked a lot about, about clearly we can talk about this for hours. Like who knew (laughs) that talking about one archetype, um, was going to take up this time and it's passed so quickly. Um, so one thing that the chill woman can do if she's noticing these patterns and she's feeling really defeated and feeling like I've I've been to therapy, I've done these programs and all, you know, I've read the books and done the, and the podcast. I'm really smart. You know, like I work with smart women, right. Who, but they keep seeing these patterns and they're finally ready to, you know, to give it up or they're ready to be like for somebody else to guide them. One thing that they can do, and this is part of my date to soulmate blueprint, um, which is in my private coaching containers, uh, how to easily attract your dream partner without the drama, um, is decide on and fully grasp your concrete dating boundaries and values for less pressure and more fun, which is everything that we have been talking about, right? Everything. So that's the, that's where, you know, I call this my dating boundaries actualizer plan. This is actually when at the very beginning of your journey, 
this is not the qualities that you want that you've probably written down and read like before you go to bed. This is not the letter that you have written to your soulmate and like some magically like he's going to appear. This is actually real stuff that you can utilize in real life. So decide on and fully grasp your concrete dating values and boundaries for less pressure and more fun. These are yours, like you're talking about. It's not an outside in approach, it's an inside out approach. So what is it about me that I want to see that's important to me? They're normally like the, the concrete ones are normally like three, like show up, you know, for me, I can tell you what mine are. Mine are, um, that you show up, you show up for yourself and you show up like that's integrity. Right. And these are, these are behaviors and Mm -hmm. I do this for myself, right. These are behaviors, um, personal growth and uh, personal development are the number one thing in your life. Not your kids, not your, and I'm sorry, but you know, like personal growth and development are your number one things. That's the same thing for me. Right. So most of the values that you're going to ask for in a partner are going to be the same ones that you have, especially the top three. Now, this is something that there's all these tactical stuff that's going to be coming up probably in people's heads. Like, Oh, when do I talk about this and all that stuff? Just do that step for now, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and then see how comfortable you are with like what happens when he evidently doesn't hold up to those three values that are the most important to you in your life. And I'll give another hint. They were probably the three things that did not happen at all in your childhood. So just a heads up on that. <laughs> Gosh, I <laughs> love that. Oh, no, I love it. I'm thinking back to my, to Ryan and I's uh, super aggressive first date when I was like, look, and I went down my list of priorities and um, it was supremely clear. And he was like, you know, a 20 year old kid. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Um, but it, it you did that at 20. That's amazing. Yeah, I was, decades, I was, I was 19 at the time and whew, I came in hot. Like I was like, Hey, I don't even think, I think we had bread and, um, <laughs> and we had bread and olive oil at the table and that's it. And I was yeah. like, Hey, so going to be honest with you. Cause of the other thing I just, I mean, Ryan's well aware of it now, but I lack patience. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those virtues that I'm need to work on more. I came down and I was like, this is, you know, this is what's important to me. This is what's not. And I mean, I came swinging off the top ropes, very direct before even the salads came to the table. And he was like, no, that sounds good. And I was like, okay. And then we <laughs> it just kind of grew from that point. But, um, you know, after coming out of a, a toxic relationship, I was so right. headstrong. Um, and, honestly confident. I was so confident in myself because Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll never get back to who that person was. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, like I could be single the rest of my days, but like, that's still better off than where I was and, and getting, I don't know, that's, uh, where I came from, um, which I'm sure we'll have more, uh, in our next few episodes, more details to come, but, uh, This was fantastic. Thank you so much. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Cheers, mimosas.